the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hey, it's a good to have this. I sounded Italian there, didn't I? It's, it's a, a good, good to have Nicole hey, it's Hunt. Good. It's a good. It's good to have Nicole Hunt back with us, attorney and uh, serves at a, as a writer uh, for the Daily Citizen, a spokesperson for Focus on the Family. Uh, Nicole, I'll just toss it to you. Apparently, uh, I can't speak today. How are you, first of all? <laughs> Doing well. Thank you so much. It's good to good to see you. Before we get into uh, what we want to talk about, uh, the nitty gritty, uh, and we talked a little bit about this before we went live. You wrote something here recently uh, that Newsweek published, and uh, it, that's pretty cool, right there. Um, but what you wrote is pretty amazing as well. Thank you for doing that. But first, you, Jeff, and the kids, uh, Christmas. Uh, what are you guys up to this Christmas? Do you have traditions you normally do? You traveling, staying at home, what? Yeah, so so we live on a ranch and we love spending Christmas at the ranch. One of our favorite newer traditions, we live in Colorado and we head out to the Colorado Rocky Mountains and we cut down a 15-foot Christmas tree that goes wow. into the entryway here uh, at our house. And so that's one of our new funnest traditions is heading out into the forest and literally hiking to find the Christmas tree that's the perfect one. And then bringing it home. That sounds very Christmas vacation-y. Like, yeah, yeah. The family out there. Yeah, no squirrels or raccoons in our trees yet. So. <laughs> a lot of snap, though. <laughs> All right, so a 15-foot tree, that's not a small tree. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is when you're out in the forest, the 15-foot tall ones look pretty short. <laughs> not until you get them home and you put them in your house and you're like, whoa, this is a big tree. We need a bigger house. Now, now help me here just a bit. Do you take a four-wheeler out there and tie it to that? How do you get a 15-foot tree back to your home and then set it up? <laughs> well, so we have a we have a truck. It's a long bed. Okay. So it, it fits in there, goes over the edge. Mm. But all six of us literally, like, pick up a part of the tree and carry it out. So my husband, myself, and our four kids, wow. between the six of us, we carry that tree out of the forest. Man, that's How awesome. Cool is that? What memories you're making yeah. uh, with the, your kids? I mean, that's a movie right there. <laughs> now, were you in the snow for this, or is, has it not snowed enough yet? Oh, yeah. Usually usually we all wear snow boots, and depending on how much snow there is, sometimes even snow pants. Wow. You know? wow. But sometimes the snow helps because you can kind of drag it a little bit easier on snow than on uh, on ground. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. I love that. That's a great tradition. Thanks. Uh, Nicole is with Focus on the Family. She writes uh, for the Daily Citizen. She's also an attorney. We had her on before when we talked about uh, Roe v. Wade uh, being turned over, she wrote something really interesting. I think it's vital for us to to talk more about it. Uh, They published it in Newsweek, and this is a quote from Nicole. It's going to take a coordinated effort for the pro-life movement to start winning elections, and at the very least, it's going to require change. And she gives three things that the pro-life movement needs to do 
differently. Uh, I love this, Nicole. Thank you so much. You know, things changed and everybody was all excited. And I think in some form or fashion, we thought, okay, now we don't need to do anything, but we do need to do something. And this is what uh, you're talking about. Where do we begin? Tell us about the change that needs to be made. Yeah. And for context, let me just back up and set the stage for the listeners, right? So we have the election and this past November, we had five states that were considering abortion minded statutes. Three of those states were going, were considering whether or not to enshrine abortion in their state constitution. And those were being pushed by the abortion lobby. And then in two states, there was a question, and these were being pushed by the pro-life movement, of either protecting life in the state constitution or protecting life in state statute. And sadly, shockingly, really, as a gut punch for the pro-life movement, in all of those states, um, the pro-life position was rejected. And the truth is, is that in two of those states, in Montana and in Kentucky, Those were pro-life states, states that generally are considered to protect life. But the voters in those states, they rejected the pro-life position. Hmm. And so, yeah, so after the election, you know, the pro-life movement is basically looking at what's left of the battlefield and asking ourselves, what the heck happened here? We know that in many of these states... We, there are already statutes in place that protect life. Why, why are we seeing this turnaround? And so as I dug deeper and looked into it, I really saw that there were three main areas where the pro-life movement is failing and where we need to step up and we need to change things so that we can start to win, specifically when it comes to these ballot measures. And the first one has to do with funding. I think it's one of the most important because the truth is, is that In an election, whoever has the deepest pockets gets to control the narrative. And those who control the narrative, they win votes in elections. Right. So, for instance, in the state of Michigan, they were considering whether to enshrine abortion in their state constitution. Well, by the last count before the election of the financial reports that came in, the abortion lobby to date had raised $46 million for their efforts. And contrast that to the pro-life movement who had raised only $17 million. And that was the most well-funded of all five states. They had the most well-funded. But you see that deficit. The the pro-life movement cannot compete against that kind of a funding deficit. It just doesn't work in elections. Mm. Wow. And and it's a a thing that's, whether uh, we want it to be or not, it's something that's at the top of the minds of the voters, at least here in Georgia. We have a runoff election that's going on today. uh, And I would say a good 80 to 90 percent of the commercials that have been run against the conservative candidate have uh, have been all about abortion and how. Uh, they'll just outlaw abortion at all, and it's uh, and they'll be horrible for women's rights and and things like that. And that's what it's all been about. I will say that there were some bright bright lights when it comes to abortion policy that was pro life and candidates who stood up for it. For instance, the governor of Florida. He is a um, very outgoing pro-life candidate, and he won by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. So I don't think politicians should steer away from this issue. In fact, I think that when politicians like the governor of Florida or even the governor of Texas, these politicians led with courage and with boldness on pro-life positions, and they were rewarded by being reelected. 
Nicole Hunt with us uh, from Focus, the Data Citizen. She is an attorney, and uh, she's talking uh, about just some changes. Uh, if we're going to to win this thing, uh, the the pro life movement needs to do some things differently. I don't know. I mean, of course, we know when everything started changing when 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 Roe v. Wade was turned over. Immediately, we had celebrities, we had politicians. I mean, it was like a barrage. Uh, which I don't, did we expect that? I guess we did, but it's just every time you turned the channel or read a uh, read an article, it was just you know how uh, terrible, horrendous it was that we would allow this change mm-hmm. to happen. And do you think that some of that just it, it caused fear, and so it just people just kind of backed up? Maybe we opened Pandora's box here. Maybe we should have left well enough alone. Do you think fear was a heavy motivator here? For sure. And I mean, the truth is, is you know, when we're talking about funding issues, like this, the 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 impact of the media and celebrities on this issue, I think also impacted kind of that funding dynamic, right? Like for instance, the abortion lobby, this is what they do for a living. They sell abortions. So investing in campaigns is basically an investment, a business investment. Hmm. They're procuring their method of business as long as possible. And so if they can turn out the right election results, then they get to keep their business in place. But I think another thing that plays into this is how much the media also gives like free press coverage for the abortion lobby, as do do the celebrities. So it really makes it difficult when the pro-life movement is left. We don't have those people in our corner, not many of them. There are some. We don't have many of them in our corner. So there's no there's no backup from media or from celebrities. And we don't have the kind of funding. And so we're we're being outspent and outmaneuvered when it comes to the narrative that's being shared, which is why it's just really important for the pro-life movement. We need to reassess if we're going to run ballot measures, they need to be funded. Mm-hmm. And if we and if we can't fund them, then that brings me to the next part, which is we need to our strategy. Our strategy right now of running ballot initiatives that are not funded to win is a losing strategy in the long run for the pro-life movement. Mm-hmm. And the specific case in point is Kentucky. Kentucky has pro-life measures already on the books, and they wanted to secure the pro-life position by saying that their state constitution does not have a right to the abortion in it. So that's what they were running. Well, in Kentucky, what what we see ended up happening was a lot of unintended consequences. First of all, they turned out a lot of abortion abortion rights supporters, people who want to support protect abortion were showing up to vote against this measure. Hmm. And then secondly, it, it made a lot of the middle of the rotors not really know what to believe. We gave the pro-abortion lobby the opportunity to really motivate middle of the rotors, people who might sympathize with women who might feel like they have to get an abortion and, and they're not really sure what they believe about it. Well, we allowed them to spin a narrative that now has left a lot of middle of the rotors thinking that they also are pro-abortion. Hmm. And then finally, it's left the pro-life movement, you know, scrambling to try to recover after such a significant loss in a state where we really should have won. Yeah. And so I think this really just ties into what is the right strategy? We know that the abortion lobby, they are going to continue to run ballot measures because it's good for them. They can turn out their voters. They, they're able to win on the ballot measures. And then the truth is, is this is a strategy long term, right? Because if the state constitutions protect abortion, 
then the state legislators cannot pass pro-life laws. And in fact, in many of these states, we may see many of the pro-life measures that are already in place. We may end up seeing them revoked as a violation now of the state constitution. So this is a very long-term strategy for the abortion lobby. So we need to have not only be considering, are we really going to move forward with ballot measures? Or are we going to rethink this? And then we also need to be thinking about how are we going to fight them at the ballot box when it comes to pro-life measures or to these measures that they're going to run. We've got to beat them at these ballot measures because they're targeting the states that they're targeting are pro-life states. That's where they're headed next. They've already identified six to seven pro-life states that have pro-life laws on the books protecting pre-born human life. And they're going after those states because they want to see those laws overturned. My gracious. What a great guest. And uh, they can go uh, to those uh, those websites there and find out more about what uh, Nicole just talked about. DailyCitizen.FocusOnTheFamily.com. Just one website, actually. Uh, let's take a break. Nicole, thank you so much. Bless you. Have a great Christmas. Stay well. No sickness, please. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We'll be you. right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.